0: Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Pentecostal Backslider Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, and her name is Meg Calvin. Meg Calvin is an Amazon best selling author, wife, mom, master air guitar player, speaker, and coach who helps spiritually attuned go getters write, market, and sell their helpful and healing books. She not only is a master at the game of writing and marketing, but Her intuitive gifts have served many writers toward permanently unblocking deep subconscious blocks that have been holding them back for years. I loved this conversation I had with Meg, and I know you will too. Mercury Retrograde was not working with us last week, so I'm so happy to be producing this and giving this to you all now. Um, Just so you know, there is mention of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse in this episode. However, it's not for very long. It's maybe a minute or so, but I just want to let you know. Also, Meg has so graciously offered you yes you a free gift so be sure to click the link in the description below to uh, check out that free gift and all of her socials etc and the ways you can contact her will be linked below all right hope you enjoy bye All right, everybody. I am super, super excited for today's guests. Today we have Meg Calvin. Say hello, Meg.
1: What, what?
0: <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. You have such a phenomenal story, mm. and I can't wait for my listeners to learn more about you. Um, you. So, to start off, let's. This podcast for me is all about coming out of religion and into alignment. So, can you tell me and our listeners about your journey into alignment with your
1: highest purpose? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, (laughs) Thanks. So, what is first coming up for me is the disclaimer, and maybe this isn't needed for your listeners, but it was so helpful when I came across it as one Mm -hmm. that was... Been preaching in the church since I was 13, worked in a church mm-hmm. staff from age 17 to 32, went to seminary. Wow. But I, I always felt like this I'm, I wish someone would have told me this disclaimer years ago. And that is a disclaimer mm-hmm. that I believe all of our souls have different curriculums or different curricula, mm-hmm. whichever is the plural mm-hmm. form.
0: Uh, yeah. Curric- uh, curriculum? I-, I don't even know, but w- it's, fine.
1: it's <laughs> curric- fine. We'll go with curriculum. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what the message is that served me when I was a Christian minister that the doctrinal and dogmatic beliefs that I held that I no longer hold, they, they served me for that point. And then they came a point that they didn't serve me, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they don't, in me saying they don't serve me now, I'm not implying mm-hmm that they don't serve anyone because they they mm-hmm. obviously are serving someone along their journey and they have a just a right. different just different curriculum and so the the most concise version of my story is that as a child i I was definitely always called to the church, and I've learned through past life regressions with our friend, Reverend Dr. Katie Valentine, that- Yes, love her. Love her, while that Metaphysical (laughs) Christian group on Facebook, Mm -hmm. go join it now. Mm -hmm. um, Yes. uh, I've, I've learned why I was always connected to the church, and also in my own incarnation in this life- Mm -hmm. Um, I, I did not feel loved at home as a young child. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. going to sing in the church choir when I was six, I, I felt the applause that I got when I would sing at church, similar to you. I, I, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I felt loved and affirmed. And so that Mm -hmm. kept me in, in, I I love that. So I was addicted Mm -hmm. to church as a child and as a teenager began preaching as a, as I said, as a 13 year old. and so. when it came time for me to evolve and leave my Mm -hmm. role as a minister, what I had realized why it was no longer serving me was because I was in it for the wrong reasons. I was in it to get Mm -hmm. applause. And while God, Mm -hmm. while I did meet God in an authentic way, and I healed lots of shit that needed to be healed, it was Mm -hmm. also as I evolved, it was time for me to be like, okay, now that I'm not if I was to make a decision for my career that wasn't based on applause, what would I do? And it was, I would, Mm -hmm. I would write and I would, I would help other people write their healing books too. Wow. That you said so many wonderful things in that statement. I'm like trying to choose which direction
0: I want to go. That is a beautiful journey and I can really relate to um, mistaking applause for love um, mm-hmm. also as a performer. Um, and that has kind of even evolved into having like performance anxiety and just like mm. self-criticism that's just so unnecessarily harmful. But um, you yeah, know, I'm well sure there said. are other people who are listening who can relate to that feeling of like, oh, well, you know, if I do a good job, then like I'm loved and I'm good enough and I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And um, that can be a slippery slope to go down. Yeah. Yeah. It's- 100%.
1: It's so true. And as I, I notice other ministers that also started young, like I did, like how many 17-year-olds mm-hmm. are on a church payroll? Like they're out there. There are few. You know but what I'm I saying? Was, yeah. It were, but those that have stayed in it and are still doing, bearing fruit and it's still giving them life, I notice, mm-hmm. and this story could be <laughs> this, this could be untrue, but I've noticed in them that they were in it for the right reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just for it the way that I feel about coaching people and writing and marketing and selling their healing books is how they Mm -hmm. feel about being a pastor at a church. And that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's on their soul's curriculum.
1: Well said. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To borrow your words, actually. So (laughs) um, can we, can we, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about how you got involved. You're preaching at 13 years old. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah. My grandparents were missionaries. So they, I was like their show pony. they they take me to churches and conferences, oh, no, and that I would... show pony. Yes.
0: <laughs> yep. So you had experience traveling and doing this type of minister ministry work on the road and in front of people. So you're just you're very comfortable in front of uh, a group of people.
1: Yeah, probably just like you. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have
0: to be if you're preaching at 13 years old. Wow, that is fantastic. That is like. That's so I can't think of many other people who have the same uh story as you. That's so unique to you in your in your journey, in your curriculum. And and I really love what you said about the soul having everybody's soul has different curriculum because I like to think of um the earth as a school. I, I listen and I read Ooh. a lot of Dolores Cannon. Um she's like my number one Author that I, I have like maybe seven or eight of her books, and she talks about Earth as a school, and mm-hmm. I, that really goes along in the metaphor of um, the soul curriculum, right? Because everyone is doing their own um, their own schooling and their own education. So, kind of to align with that uh, metaphor even further, what is currently on your soul's curriculum for say twenty
1: twenty two? Ooh. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I I love reading tarot cards. (gasps) Yes, me too. (laughs) And so I um, learned from Katie in the class and then I committed to a – I know that this (laughs) – I've – this name, not that it's the end all be all, but I – I took a biddy tarot course and loved it, and so mm. that was a that Wait, was
0: what amazing. Is, what is a? I don't know the name biddy. Is biddy like a popular name? I, I am I like dumb for not knowing that? Like what is no?
1: This? You're Bitty. not you're not dumb. I, I there was another tarot reader that I followed on that I kind of followed a little bit on TikTok, and uh-huh. and she's she was. It, it might not have been the best or the highest energy, but she was rolling her eyes, and the caption was, "When people think Biddy Tarot is the end-all, be-all." And I was like, "Oh God, that's me!" <laughs> oh no, she. Call- when you feel called out by TikTok,
0: it's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my they're watching
1: gosh. me!" Yes. yes. <laughs> so she's a tarot reader from the UK, and her courses are oh. um, amazing and uh, super affordable, and helping you tap into your. There, it seems that this tarot reader was was throwing her Biddy under the bus because she um, teaches you symbols. And I think as I'm learning, Mm -hmm. there seems to be two different schools of thought. And one is um, just all that matters is follow your intuition. And the other Mm -hmm. side of the spectrum is learn the symbols, learn the numbers. And I'm, I'm trying to find Mm -hmm. that happy medium and yeah. uh, yeah. So that's a tool that's, I want to get more, I want to learn more about and use more. So, yeah. Absolutely. I really admire
0: how you're continuing that education piece with, like, your craft, right, with um, with tarot, because it can be easy to feel – I mean, it can – for me, it's easier for me to feel like – like, I have, like, a bunch of decks, you know, and I don't use all of them. I maybe use, like, three or four uh, regularly, um, and – there's always so much more to learn. So it can feel totally overwhelming with like how much I don't know and how much I want to know. And so, um, you're kind of inspiring me to maybe sign up for a class of some sort to kind of get this, get this knowledge going. Cause I have all these books and all these decks and I, and I do like to use them and I like to utilize them, but there's always, you know, a deeper level that we can, um, connect to whenever we're doing intuitive work. I I believe, I don't know if you, if you think so too, but, um, It's always good to, to get, you know, to get that perspective and to, to kind of have a growth mindset with your, with your spirituality practices. Um, And speaking of spiritual practices and like occult-ish practices, um, what are some, so you say you do tarot, what are some other modalities that you, that are, that serve you? Yeah. Let's talk about the modalities that serve you.
1: Yes. I'm on my desk in front of me. I have lit some Palo Santo for our time today and nice. i have i have a candle uh, nice yes yes <laughs> and i have um the a beautiful ball of amethyst that a client bought for me mm. that i love to hold and i i purposely hold it usually on my in my left hand to enhance mm-hmm. my the feminine the divine feminine and mm-hmm. um and then to uh, And also, if I remember right, amethyst helps open us up for spiritual lessons in my remembering, mm. right? Spiritual guidance.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's like those upper chakras that it, that it works well sh- with.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect for my work. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I love holding those for when I'm coaching clients and then when I am also reading tarot or, or meditating in the morning. And then mm-hmm. sometimes um, I hold in my right hand to – to absorb that, if I feel again, this this might not make any sense to anyone else, but to my ritual, it makes sense. And I I have mm-hmm. in my right hand when I feel like my masculine energy is like on over is on overdrive,
0: yes. And I need yeah. to tone
1: it. I need to tone it down with a client. Mm-hmm. I need to be more in in the feminine, more receiving, more dynamic, more open, more mm-hmm. playful, more expressive. Mm-hmm. I I hold in my hand, um, crystal quartz to kind of absorb. Mm-hmm. That the masculine energy, if I'm remembering yeah. that right, and so yeah, um, and that this one is from Arkansas, and it's still covered in dirt from the land, and it's cool, it's so beautiful. So um, I'm yeah. new at crystals, but those two are part of my my daily routines.
0: Mm Hmm. mm Hmm. I love amethyst and I love clear quartz. I have I have a little uh, necklace and I I just kind of put the crystal that calls out to me the most that day in there. And amethyst has been a recurring one for me as well. I I love purple and lavender, so that that also helps as well. And you you said something really powerful. Um, You said that when you feel like your masculine energy is like out of balance, or Mm. when you need like. You know, the left, the right side is associated with the masculine side. The left side is associated with the feminine side. So what are some telltale signs that you can share with us that you know that you are out of balance with your masculine and feminine, or I've heard it said as sending and receiving energies um, to kind of take gender out of it a little bit more, but that's just something that I heard that kind of, that stuck with me, but how, what are some telltale signs that you are out of balance in that way?
1: Oh, so Good. When I I lived out of the masculine for so mm. long, totally mm. leading the way because I I, have, I hold yeah. the belief that regardless of anatomy, we each human has both, and we are mm-hmm. we are both. We're regardless of anatomy, we're at our healthiest when they are aligned. When we're tapping into yeah. different ones at different times, mm. I know so. I was a workaholic from 17 to 32 in the church world yeah. as a as a minister. And so that was a very forceful just fucking mm-hmm. do it. Like check it off mm-hmm. your list, do the work. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. angry. It was like the voice, the voice of my masculine mm-hmm. is a is a drunk frat boy who's fat and he has a jersey on and he just <laughs> did a stand. <laughs> And um, he, like, yells at me. Uh, shit, <laughs> that guy sucks. Yeah, he does suck. <laughs> and he got a lot of work done, and he looked great on paper, and I can still turn him on yeah. when I need him to be turned on. But yeah. it feels I'm not – a tall tale sign that he is taking mm. control, that he's out of balance, that he, he's getting way too much air time, is I'm mm-hmm. way too I, – I take things personally, I am mm-hmm. way too hard on my so My negative self-talk goes way up. Yeah. I am performing when I'm out in public. I'm trying. I, I haven't – I'm remembering now because it's been – thankfully, it's been a year or two since I've been in this place when I'm out in public and I think all the eyes on are on me, so I need to impress people and perform yeah. for them. That's totally yeah. masculine for me. Mm-hmm. So those are mm-hmm. – the um, when I can't sleep well, when I'm not laughing as much, I think the biggest telltale sign for me – and I had a, my former boss at the church pointed this out, but he didn't use the words masculine and feminine, but it is exactly mm. this. On one mm-hmm. of my evaluations, he said, you don't sing as much as you used to. He goes, you've mm. gotten too lost in the tactical and operational side of your work that I don't hear you singing mm. in your office anymore. And that was oh, wow. very helpful and true to, to me because I'm always singing and that is totally mm-hmm. in feminine. Um Yeah so when i when i'm not i think that's the beautiful part of being mm-hmm. a content creator of being a writer of yeah. being a coach is having that balance of okay i'm going to be in the masculine that's going to be my content yeah. calendar that's my structure <laughs> um, that is honoring my, honoring my word to my clients. We have an appointment mm-hmm. at 11. Okay. I'm there at 11. Like that's totally masculine, but I, yeah. I get to If masculine is my riverbanks, then the feminine mm-hmm. is the flowy water within. That's me. That's mm-hmm. me creating in my journal. That's me yeah. totally playing with a client to figure out the best shape of their book. That's me. i mm-hmm. um, taking a 15 minute power nap. That's me dancing in mm-hmm. the kitchen, that's me totally seeing. Even though I'm a married woman, that's me seeing a yeah. really gorgeous man and and letting yeah. me letting me enjoy that and say exactly ah, that guy <laughs> is so hot. I'm gonna receive the pleasure <laughs> of him being hot, and yeah, that. yeah. And so that's 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 the yeah. So that's the feminine that's and the masculine powerful. for me.
0: That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that because to everyone, it might look different or it might look the same. Um, I know for me that. Singing, you know, we are both musical people. I yeah. love singing, but I don't find myself doing it for myself often. Mm, I usually I sing. I'm. It's again that that outward um, focus of like, okay, I'm I'm performing, right? Like, okay, there are people in the room; they can hear me. I should sing, or or someone's, you know, like okay, you know yeah. that that lookout that people get on their face when they don't know you can sing, and then you sing, and they're like. They like freeze and you're like, yeah. it's like a little uncomfortable. Cause it's like, okay, all eyes are on me. But then it's like, uh, you got to deliver girly. So it's like, there's that discomfort there, um, with singing. And I just, I don't really think to sing for myself, but that could be a really healing way for me to allow my uh, divine feminine energy mm. to be expressed, you know, just for me, not for, not for yeah. TikTok, not for Instagram, not to be recorded, just like me in my room and and with my guitar or whatever, and just, you know, sing a little song, but oh, it, totally. it can feel silly too, after being such in the performer's eye, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes it just feels silly to do things for yourself. It sounds horrible when I say it out loud, but um, sometimes I, I feel I feel a little silly. But maybe that's a sign that I need to do a little more.
1: I don't know. <laughs> that's that's in that's very interesting. I'm sitting in curiosity around that. That yeah, yeah. That is I, I can dancing as as we talked about before like with human design. My authority. We both have the same authority, mm-hmm. right? Sacral. We
0: do. We do. Mm-hmm. Sacral, mm-hmm.
1: sacral, and I've 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 learned at least for me, and I think I might have read it somewhere too, that dancing is super powerful when someone needs to tap into their sacral um, to turn on mm. something. Like I love turning on. I know it's old, but Formation by Beyonce. And oh please, yeah, anything Beyonce yes. oh, or Meg yes. the Stallion, or you know what I'm oh, saying, yes. like Doja
0: Cat. I was listening to them in the shower the other day, and it just gets my bad bitch energy up. They yes. really do.
1: Oh, it's so <laughs> true in in and letting my sacral chakra move if i could say that yes. to the, the base and mm, totally mm-hmm. getting out of my head
0: mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm.
1: and when i first started doing that i did feel silly and mm-hmm. and then i i remembered that my my analytical you might, you don't, I'm preaching to the choir. You don't need this at all, but maybe someone in your (laughs) audience does need this. Like I needed it a few years ago, which is Mm -hmm. realizing, and this is something I didn't get from my curriculum from the Christian church, but realizing Mm -hmm. that at least in my denomination, realizing that Mm -hmm. the, the part of our brain that attaches words to things and stories to things Mm is, is only a Mm -hmm. small part of our whole being and mm-hmm. and so not giving that the power all the time. And dancing mm-hmm. helps dancing helps me take away the power for my over analytical brain. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I
0: I'm thinking of the times whenever I'm just like in my room dancing and it just feels good to just like shake your hips in a way. Yes. And not in a way that's for like the male gaze or for anybody. It's like that movement is so like. I don't know, it's like healing, it's like you're moving energy, but it's so there's so much there's like such a sexual connotation around it and there's with that there comes like shame and just like ideas about like, you know, in my mind about like what a woman is, what a woman isn't and just like sexuality and all of that. And you know, when you take that away and you strip it away and just like enjoy in the moment that that can be such a healing a healing thing. So, thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, that that has also been a big I, I relate hundred percent. That has been a big journey mm-hmm. for me as well. Um, coming from a, coming from the purity culture in the church and being a, a woman with Ooh. a double, double D yeah. size breast. I would, mm-hmm. I would always mm-hmm. preach in sports bras and blazers to hide the fact that I yeah. had a woman's body and I yeah. kept my hair so short. I, I don't want to tempt uh-huh. anyone by being too hot. And uh-huh. it was just, add to the church's jargon. I also yeah. had a family that, lineage with lots with lots of wounds around rape and sexual abuse oh,
0: okay. and yeah.
1: and i i i I had this subconscious story running this fear that I must protect myself by hiding mm-hmm. that i am mm-hmm. woman and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I got to go on that journey the past two or three years and really heal mm-hmm. heal some shit and heal
0: heal mm-hmm. um
1: in a sense, heal my lineage in a way. Yeah, yeah. And now- That's totally, so powerful. So powerful. So I'm 30, I'll be 36 next month and I'm, for the first time ever, I, I show cleavage. I, I'm wearing yes. overalls with a crop top shirt today. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I walk around feeling confident and safe and yeah. believing that um, this, means, this means nothing about my yeah. any story that I had made up or that right. I was told I would be, right. whether it's promiscuous, mm-hmm. or slutty, or that will get me hurt, mm-hmm. like all men are evil, um, isn't, right. those, those stories aren't true. And so I had mm-hmm. to heal some subconscious sit around that. And that's been so powerful that I can now move my hips and dance. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean yes. that I'm going to get hurt. It doesn't mean that I'm too sexy. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's been so powerful. And going back to the feminine question, Tapping mm-hmm. into the divine feminine for women um, mm-hmm. is owning our sexuality, is owning pleasure of all sorts, and yeah. is moving our hands. Yeah. And so that's been mm-hmm. so healing, so healing mm-hmm. to me the past mm-hmm. two or three years. To, yeah, move that.
0: That's so awesome that you're doing that work. Healing for yourself is one thing, but doing the generational like lineage healing, that Mm -hmm. is so powerful because you're, you know, breaking those generational curses for the people who in your life who are coming after you. And um, that, you know, that is, that is work to take pride in and to, Mm -hmm. and to be proud of. So I'm proud of you for that. Um, And you said, okay, wait, I'm losing my train of thought and I do not like that I'm losing it, but it'll come back to me if it needs to come back to me. Um, totally, okay, so I wanna uh kind of talk about the subconscious. You mentioned that you were working with your subconscious block around like sexuality, and I know that in your work as a writing coach, you help writers um move past those deep subconscious blocks. And so I'm very curious as to how you go about this work. Do you use the modalities like some occultish modalities to do mm. that? How, what does it look like um, a day in your work with like a client? What is, what does that exchange look like?
1: As I serve clients from all across the theological and spiritual spectrum, like I have a, mm-hmm. an amazing fire and brimstone pastor <laughs> who with a heart of gold Christian And then on the other side of the spectrum, I have a boudoir photographer who practices uh, Buddhism. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I love it. and as the as our good old Bible says, like Paul teaches, when it serves him to be Roman, he's Roman, when it serves him to be Jew, he's Jew, and he's Jewish. Mm. And so I take that on for myself as well and can talk any language that I feel Beautiful. will serve my clients.
0: Mm-hmm. She's fluent. She's fluent. Yeah.
1: yeah, try, try. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to be. Yeah. Still, the 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 virtue of being a recovering people pleaser is you can still turn on that chameleon energy when you need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So with 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 some of my clients, I do, if it will serve them, I let them know. May I do? May I? May I pull a card for you, or I let them know I pulled a card in our relationship this morning about how I could better serve you, or I let them know I'm holding a crystal, if it will serve them. Mm-hmm. If there are those mm-hmm. clients that I feel that would be too much of a distract for them distraction for them to know how mm-hmm. the means to the the means that I'm taking to meet the end that they want,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I won't I won't share certain things with them, and I mm-hmm. feel that's an integrity for me. So the mm-hmm. mo- the mm-hmm. modalities the the biggest one that I use that is to serve my clients is b- taking Katie's courses uh, like you and I mm-hmm. both did and becoming yes. having my gifts of intuition affirmed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one one example for one of my clients that I could share is before I get on a call with a client I light my palo santo I I take a, mm-hmm. a few minutes to breathe and become aware mm-hmm. of not only become in sync with them, but become in sync with their guides because I've become yeah. very aware of one of my spirit guides. And, and so I began to be, I, I took a leap of faith and said, I'm going to try to be in sync with the, on my coaching calls with my client's guides. And, mm-hmm. and so what that looks like is, um, shared perfectly in this example, when it comes to subconscious blocks, I, I had be. I had become aware of okay, I'm a sacral authority, so I can trust, I can trust my gut. my My soul yeah. will speak to me through through my sacral chakra, like we talked about it. You know, yeah. primal, primal guttural sound, yes or no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So i I've become flu- I've become a very uh, accustomed to close to trusting my sacral authority. And then I also became yes. aware, getting more in my body with feminine energy. I became aware that my anxiety. When that talks to me, I the mm-hmm. physical sensation I have of that is all prefrontal cortex. It's all in my head. It's mm-hmm. none the, the rest of my body isn't saying, yes, this is true. Yes, this is your yeah. reality. It's all just my the word, the part of my brain that puts words to things. So I can, yes. I, can I can feel where that those is coming from. Is it my sacral? No, yeah. is it my head? So, as I have strengthened and honored my gift of um clear, Cognizance and clair- mm-hmm. clear clear knowing. Yes, clear mm-hmm. knowing and then um, the gate. Clear seeing,
0: clairvoyance. Clear.
1: Yes. Oh, I said the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. Claire cognizance oh. and clear audience. Mm-hmm. There it is. Thank you. Clear audience, clear hearing. Yeah, no yes. worries. And thankfully with human design, I was able to look at the gates and had a friend that mm-hmm. uh, who is an expert walking me through and the gates confirmed like, yeah, you, you had a sense that you were clear audience. Turns out you have that on a subconscious and conscious level. So I was like, damn, cool. that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's I better, I better strengthen this. So back mm-hmm. to this client example, mm-hmm. I, I had this client that um, amazing writer, pigs book just got picked up the audiobooks coming out soon. Amazing. Um, writes allegorical stuff so CS Lewis avatar that kind of thing Ooh, very cool and he such a go-getter and such a people pleaser mm-hmm. he couldn't we had been working together for 3 months and we had done all the the masculine things the mm-hmm. tactical tactical operational things to help him manage his time better mm-hmm. to make time to post to market his book on social media to make time to write and like nothing was working And nothing was sticking. And he just, he, and I was sitting there trying and aiming to be in playful curiosity with him and one Mm -hmm. and checking in like, okay, every client's different. These, these tools for time management, these time hack tools have worked for other clients, but coming Mm -hmm. from the masculine and giving him lots of tools isn't working right now. Like, what else is going on here? So Mm -hmm. then he, He's in his 60s. He's beyond like all of my clients beyond brilliant, mm-hmm. intellectually and artistically, wow. beyond brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he sh- that matters to what I'm gonna say next. Um, he, he, sh- he shows me this picture of his family mm-hmm. for like a post he was gonna do that week because I teach organic social ah. media marketing to get your book to bestseller and he shows me this post. Nice and there's mm-hmm. this man with that grabs my attention there's this man mm-hmm. holding it's a picture from the 40s it's black and white and there's a man mm-hmm. sh- there's a man holding up a stand up bass and mm. i said and i i totally ignored his copy i for some reason i was just captivated by this man in the picture and yeah. i looked i looked at it and i said who's that man with that stand up bass and he goes oh that's my father and then mm. A physical sensation erupted in the hit me on the back of my head on the right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the right blower back of my head. And I heard the question come to me and it said, Ask him if his father was a storyteller. And I got, Mm -hmm. I got, I got chills just saying it now. Um, Yeah. Oh, I I, I love that. I I checked in and I I was like, What? What? Ask him. And then it it came again and it said, Ask him if his father's a storyteller. So Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I, I said to him, Hey, was your, is your dad a storyteller like you?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And,
1: and he, this retired military intimidating beast of a man. He said, Mm -hmm. he sat back in his chair, his whole demeanor changed. And he said, no, my dad was not a storyteller. My dad rarely talked to me. My dad was never Uh around. My dad Mm -hmm. was an alcoholic and there was, there was, there was abuse and no, Mm no. My dad was not a storyteller at all. And he, Mm -hmm. this, this, I began to feel this anger and I, I held space Mm -hmm. for it. And I said, your, your dad wasn't around for you. And he said, where are you going with this Meg? He
0: was like, what? I didn't sign up for this. What is this? (laughs) he,
1: he, He said, I said, I, I paused and I checked in, like, "Do you want to go down this?" Like, and I was, I was checking in, and that voice Mm -hmm. on the back of my head was like, "You stay here. You stay in this space with him." Mm -hmm. So I, I said, "I am just curious if you're people pleasing. That looks really good on paper because you're a pastor. If you're people pleasing." (laughs) you are afraid to not be there for anyone in your life because your dad wasn't there for you i'm curious if there's a connection there wow and and he started a little tear started to well up in mm-hmm. his eyes and he said mm-hmm. i have i have read i have read a lot of psychology books meg i have done all the work i said i have I have no doubt that you've done a lot of thinking on this. It is obvious you are intellectually brilliant and I affirm you. I said, however, I'm feeling that there's a connection to your block around this. Mm-hmm. And um, he sat back and he said, no one has ever told me that. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then the next week he – he wrote so much. He did all of his posts and he came back. He came back the next week and he said, how did you know that? Wow. I, and he He's a little, he's not met like if I was to tell him, oh, it's my gift of clear audience. Mm-hmm. It would not, yeah. it, it, it would have rocked his world too much. He wouldn't have. But what I did say was we both believe in God. We both believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I just had mm-hmm. a, an undeniable nudge that there was a connection mm-hmm. here. And wow. so that was a huge, a huge moment, and he said, at first, I thought, "What's Meg doing up in my kool-Aid? Get it, get out of my." <laughs> but he said, "That was so. He goes, "That has changed everything for me." Yeah
0: And so yeah. What,
1: we've, what we've started doing, and this is kind of unconventional, but it, it, it works, and this is what you need to do when you are feeling blo- when there. I've noticed, when there is a block." Mm-hmm. It usually Mm -hmm. comes from an out of alignment with the masculine or feminine energy, and he had forgotten to nurture himself. To in a in I say this in an appropriate non sexual way, he had he Mm -hmm. had forgotten how to receive pleasure and love for himself. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: he is also a flautist. So after that week. We The homework changed to not only writing and not only marketing his book on social media, but also mm-hmm. playing his flute 15 minutes a day mm-hmm. to get back mm-hmm. into that feminine yeah. energy, that, that self-love, self-sourcing, that pleasure and nourishment. And yeah. he, that was that moment I think was… Four to five months ago now, we're still – he's hired me indefinitely to be his coach for all of Mm -hmm. his books. And he said that 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 moment that I – he said, I could tell you were afraid to go there. I said, I wasn't – the human Mm -hmm. side of me wasn't – and I guess – on your show, I could say the 3D side of me was terrified Mm -hmm. to go there with him because he's a scary, intimidating man, (laughs) but not anymore. But the, the 5D, (laughs) there was a 5D part of me that was like, you have to, you have to go, you have to go here with your clients. This is what is needed.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And wow, this story is so powerful. Thank you for sharing it. I feel like so much that you had to trust your intuition you had to trust what your gut was telling you but i also am, am seeing themes of how your you know your adolescence and your adulthood in the church being surrounded by all that masculine energy mm. has also prepared you to have these types of like real talks with like men you know what i'm saying oh, like yeah. i feel like as i feel like everything is working together for your good to borrow from the Bible. But yes. um, in the sense that like your time in the church has really, um, has really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, has really helped your ability to communicate with um, male patriarchal authority figures. Is that true or am I off or am, what do you, what are you thinking oh, about? Oh
1: yeah. That? Well, I am, yeah? I am. It's um, I am a weird – I'm an odd beast because th- as I look back over my childhood, my moments of abuse, whether it was physical abuse or mm. emotional abuse, mm-hmm. were from women. And I mm. I, I had all these stories told to me that mm-hmm. men would rape me and men would hurt me and I better hide mm. my double D breast. But that was never yeah. my experience with men. I was – my best friend from childhood till this day is a man. Um, I was a boss yeah. over men. I had a peer uh, – mm-hmm coworkers that were men and i have mm-hmm. i have never had i went on blind dates that i always felt safe and respected like I, I i i don't know um i won't say i don't know that i will say i carry a different story than other women and i've mm-hmm. always felt mm-hmm. because of, like i said my my abuse came from women who had wounded yeah. who had wounded feminine energies that they haven't yeah that they're still they're healing slowly but yeah i i even when I started preaching at 13, all the, mm-hmm. my mentors were men and women both. And men. male mm-hmm. mentors set up seminary visits for me when I was 13 to start looking at seminary. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always felt more comfortable yeah. around men. With and men. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've gotten to heal that too the past three years. And I've, mm-hmm. I've healed my relationships with women to no surprise the more mm-hmm. that i healed my shit within me the more that i loved my breast the more yeah. that i loved my curves um, yeah the more that i loved my sexiness and my sexuality mm-hmm. the the more that i was able to heal my relationship with other women too so wow i'm i'm an, i'm that's- i'm i'm odd i know that that's not everyone's church story but that has been mine it's beautiful
0: yeah. you're definitely not odd. It's a story that needs to that deserves to be heard and and um and and put out there because I think that well, I'll just speak for myself. I do have a different story than you as mm-hmm. far as like being able to connect with my masculine energy or just even like acknowledge it and and like being out of balance with it because at yeah. times I do struggle with the i mean the patriarchy. I think we all struggle with it. And I struggle with blaming um, men, even though they are also victims of toxic masculinity as well. And so um, that subconscious block of like, it 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 definitely has to do with me more than anyone else. And there's definitely work to be done on my part. Um, But it sounds to me that you are in alignment with your masculine energy Mm -hmm. um, more so than the Average woman might be primed to be oh, does that sound correct or is that like crazy
1: no it's not it's not crazy and I, I have felt the fruit i have felt the fruit of the the work I have done there, and i think yeah. I've noticed it's harder it's harder for overcommitted Christians or women like us that were raised in deep Christianity because <clears throat> So much of the feminine energy is is pleasure, is bodily sensations, is um, is it's not just orgasms and receiving that. It is, which is usually not talked about a lot in church, but also mm-hmm, it yeah. is <laughs> it is mindfulness. It's smelling things. It's letting music touch you. It's slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. To be to be touched by things during the day with mm-hmm. all your senses. Like anytime the world mm-hmm. talks about mindfulness, that's just mm-hmm. feminine energy. That's what they're teaching mm-hmm. us. And yeah. I think so much of the, at least from my mainline Protestant upbringing, where we're the chosen frozen. We don't worship with our bodies, and we mm-hmm. there's so much of it. The <laughs> chosen frozen. That's funny. <laughs> so much of it is in our is in our heads, and it's masculine, rational, logical mm-hmm. thinking with mm-hmm. structure. So I think mm-hmm. we've turned we've turned off a lot of the feminine energy as women as Christian women.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not nurtured in the same way that masculine yeah. energy is um, encouraged. That
1: is, that is, yeah, that has been. I don't want to speak for every Christian woman. That has been my experience that I got to yeah. go through. But I realize mm-hmm. also, like the my lineage that I've talked about, they they that played a role too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, wow, yeah. wow, and. Well, I'm just so inspired by the work that you are doing and continuing to do, like, um, with healing those, you know, generational type of, you know, traumas and mm-hmm. stepping into the fullness of who you are. And if I I I did some I did some, you know, digging around and searching and on your
1: nice on your social
0: media and it looks like you, I mean, I know you are a writer and you wrote a book. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I have two books and one yes. journal.
0: Oh, yeah. yes, can you please tell us more about the books you've written? I'm I I also I might be one of your clients one day cuz I want to write a book but I don't know where or how to
1: start, but I'd love to hear more about what you have written about. Yeah, so t- I've served in children's and family ministry for 15 years of my mm-hmm. life and the first book mm-hmm. in 2017 was called uh, The Blue Bonnet, The Blue Bonnet Child finding mm. finding grace in poor soil and that is a how to guide a teaching mm-hmm. resource how to offer hope to kids whose home life seem hopeless mm. and and it was for nonprofits schools churches concerned citizens mm. that that wanted to um, make a difference in the lives of kids of abuse or neglect the the mm-hmm. title the title comes from I'm am a Texan and my grandfather who's a mix of Tommy Lee Jones and Popeye mm. <laughs> nice. we were he's a master gardener and I was in seminary at the time learning about how my role is to be is to prepare parents in the church as the primary faith nurturer of mm-hmm. their kid and all I kept thinking about which is how most books get started is the author is brave enough to ask the question but what Mm -hmm. if, or, but why is it that way? And that leads to a great book Mm -hmm. or a helpful book, not just like a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So um, the question I had was, but what about, what about kids Mm -hmm. whose parents are in a season where they cannot be a primary faith nurturer? What about kids of abuse and neglect? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And at the same time, Mm -hmm. I went home to visit in Texas and because I'm in Kansas now I went home to visit my grandfather and I were mm-hmm. driving and he, on the highway, he looked over and he said, well, golly, Maggie Lee, which is my real name. And I said, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it people? And he said, it's a wonder them blue, be- those blue bonnets are so pretty. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, they have the most poor unkempt soil, but they just keep blossoming so beautifully despite their poor soil. And it, it, it hit me in the heart that was, Mm -hmm. that's who I was Mm -hmm. called to serve in that season were blue bonnet children, those that were born Mm -hmm. in poor soil to no choice of their own and that the church and nonprofits could shower them with the grace of Christ and help them to blossom beautifully. So that was the first book. And then the second book came out in 2019 and it is a satirical self-help book um, Mm -hmm. for recovering people pleasers or recovering Holy Rollers. Mm-hmm. and it helps you to take back power over your life from other people by tapping into the divine within. And I I tell people that it is, it is what would happen if Seth Meyers and a nun were to conceive a book baby, that would be this book. <laughs> wow. That sounds very, very interesting. And it sounds very
0: like necessary for, mm-hmm. you know, the recovering people pleasers and holy rollers like There's a lot of us. (laughs) Okay, There's there's a market for that for sure. That's Mm -hmm. so cool that you've written these books and you've been able to take an idea from your brain and to produce something and to create it. And now it's like physical. I think that's just so awesome how we as humans have that capability of pulling things from 5D down to the 3D reality and having it like, you know, and having it connect with other people as well and help them even tap into their 5D. It's like back, forth, 5D, 3D, 5D, 3D, 4D maybe, you know, it's like, yes. it's very, it's it's a very special gift that we have as human beings that can be often overlooked if, because um, I think a lot of the time people are really trying to get out, get off of earth and get out of here, <laughs> you know, and uh, yes. you, you know if you don't stop to smell the roses and tap into that feminine energy, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, you're, you're still going to come back. So anyways, that yes. reincarnation aside, can you tell us, where can we find you on social media? If we want to pick up your book, if we want to follow you on TikTok or Instagram, what are your handles? How can my followers and my listeners get to Meg Calvin?
1: Yes. Well, I'd love to offer a free gift to your listeners. So if whether they are a coach or a content creator or an author, yeah. I have three ways to make marketing more fun and less frustrating through mm-hmm. organic social media marketing. And so if you go to, it's a 20 minute free training. So if you go to megcalvin.com, you can get it there. And mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok, Meg Calvin, Facebook, Meg Calvin. Um, I'm over on Instagram at Hey Meg Calvin. That's where mm-hmm. all the good stuff is for spiritually attuned go-getters that want to write, yes. market, and sell their healing books. I could I can attest to
0: that. I follow you on Instagram and I love watching your reels and all of your posts. They're always so like relevant and engaging, even though I'm not currently writing a book. I'm like, "Ooh, this is like I want to put this in my, you know, my notes for later, you know. So go ahead and follow Meg Calvin on all of those handles, Instagram, especially because the content is exquisite, I should say.
1: (laughs) Right, right back at you, right back at you. Hmm.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Meg. And I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you, my listeners. You know, tune in, get that free gift. I'll put it in the description. I'll how where to find it in the description. So thank you again so much, Meg. I appreciate you.
1: Yes, you are most welcome. It's been a pleasure to be in your space.
0: Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow, 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 wow was that not something special? It was something special. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to integrate what we just heard in this podcast. And I want to do our closing meditation with you. So if you will please join me in taking a deep breath and repeat after me, I am a gift and I am worthy. I won't take no shit and I am still learning. My past is behind me. My future is unfolding. I set high intentions and I choose to live in the moment. Big breath in, big push out. Now that's what I'm talking about. Bye honeys, see you next time.